Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. It's actually nice to get back to baseball today. I know the Cubs played last night, but... Is that what that was? Yeah. They were playing baseball? Well, for a little while. Yo. The last five innings were tremendous. The bullpen, one hit. Shut down bullpen. That's right. They, you know, at the beginning of the year, the bullpen was the, they were the unsung heroes. Yep. They're picking up the slack. Uh, but I, I woke up today feeling like Dan Winkler. <laughs> Nobody so should had, feel that I've way. i better days, I yeah. gotta tell you. No one should feel like Dan Winkler. Uh, welcome on in. Um, I'm st- I still think a lot of people, you know, we, we've been discussing it. You, me, and Sean Davis, our producer, we've been talking still about um, the Field of the Dreams game. And uh, we're here for you if you want to talk about it. Didn't get a chance to jump on the radio yesterday on any of the uh, wonderful shows we have here on ESPN 1000. You want to jump on in and talk about your experiences. And, uh, 312-332-3776. I know a lot of people had some anticipations for the game, and I know I I thought I'd been there before. Have you ever been there? No, we talked about this last week, and I yeah. asked you what like you know what were the um, hotels, you know what the situation. Then you know I heard Joe Buck said they stayed in Dubuque, uh-huh. Hotel Julian, if yeah, you're there where the big shooters stay. Yes, uh, but you know I, I saw on Twitter people saying how you know they had to get there early and park a ways away, but that's okay because you walk in and. The Vista kind of opens up. Right. So it was all part of the experience. But then I also saw on Twitter some people left early yeah. and missed the entire ninth inning. Sure, Again, sure. They want to beat the rush. Well, I saw a lot of people, I think our boss included, um, in line to get in because there's only one road that leads yeah. you into yeah, it. Yeah, that's why people wanted to make, yeah. you know, the Dodger dash and leave after the seventh inning or whatever. Right. Like they do out at uh, Chavez Ravine. And you you miss not I mean maybe you thought okay I just wanted to be there for the whole scenery and and the ambiance and the experience it turned into be a hell of a game no matter if yeah. it was in a cornfield or not no it was awesome it was so much fun you want to talk about the game your reaction to it three one two three three two three seven seven six I've I've heard people I've you know seen relatives and they said I even watched it I'm a Cub fan how about it yeah. Yeah, everybody was watching it, and they said it was the most watched game of, what, 16 years or something like that, a regular season game. Yeah, because, again, even the social media buzz was building up as people were getting there, and everyone there was taking pictures and posting them on Instagram or on Twitter. And you were like, man, maybe I should have gone. And I saw a bunch of guys I know last minute bought a single ticket and just drove out there. And I I loved uh, Chuck Arfine and Ozzy. Took their road trip out there a few days early and stopped at Culver's out in Geneva or whatever and posted what, you know, what they were having for, uh, for, they were getting, uh, Chuck was getting grief because you went to Culver's and you got nuggets. Instead of, you know, a burger. Instead of a, a burger. burger. Yeah, or whatever. You know what, though? Culver's, Culver's makes great uh, cheese curds. That's what everyone responded. Not yeah. only cheese curds, but you have to have the cheese sauce with yeah. the cheese curds. Cheese curds are great. And then you need yeah. a nap or a cardiologist. <laughs> I'm both. not sure which one. Yeah. Yeah, both. Yeah. I just had a cardiologist. That's a big scar. I don't know if you can see I it. I was wondering what that Twitch. was. On Twitch, I yeah. had a big scar. I was uh, two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago, this coming Monday, my heart went into AFib. I've been in uh, AFib before. It's just a regular heartbeat. People keep saying you're so nonchalant about it. Well, I know. Yeah, I mean, you, you I didn't so much as mention it to me until now. Yeah, yeah. So um, I went last Monday for a thing they call a cardio version, and what they do is they bring you in, they sedate you, and as soon as you're 
under, they shock you back in the So rhythm. you watch a Cubs game as well. <laughs> yes, that's that, how they sedate you. That's right. Yeah. They sedate you watching the Cub game, yeah. and then, then they come in and they shock the you. the third they, inning. They hit yeah, you with yeah. the paddles, and your heart goes back in the rhythm. Holy cow. You, and you, you just wake up. You don't, it's not like on TV where you. Where, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, I, I did have a, a scar for like two days. Did anyone yell? Where the paddles Fire! were. Yeah. <laughs> they may have. Um, so, yeah. So that's what the scar is. And, um, but, yeah. Do you have to see somebody about that? Uh, that'll, well, I'm on blood thinner, so that's okay. going to be with me for a week or okay, so. Okay, wow. Yeah. But it's just, and it's funny. I was talking to some people the other day on a Zoom, and he goes, the guy says, he's a therapist, and he goes, you're so nonchalant about it. You're so said, nonchalant well, had, about it. I've had three of them. I go, listen. and you It's pro- amazing because we have the the segment, you never know what's going to pop up, what's up Fred's can. Yeah. And you were just giving me a little mini <laughs> diatribe about some kid learning, uh, the, the, you know, student driver in a parking lot. Yeah. You should have been. Should not have been there, yeah. Right. I mean, and you got much more worked up about that than the fact that you just had some guy shock your heart into it. Well, I mean, and I'm not, Apple doesn't pay me, but I never knew that they actually told you when your heart went into AFib, and that's the only reason I knew that it was like that. So I went to the emergency room a couple weeks ago. and Yeah. And usually, all it means is you're just... And so I you know. have an Apple Watch, and it actually told you, "Hey, you better go." Yeah, time to get readjusted. Uh huh. Yeah. They they actually, and I I can I'll say this, but it'll probably come back if if Carmen or um, Sylvia are listening. But I was just one beat off. I was just a little. Oh, that's coming back. I was just a little off. Uh, yeah. And so that's what happened. And um, so it's just it's just like your heartbeat's going boom, boom. Mine was going boom, 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 boom. Fastball. Boom. It was kind of like... The so, Astros. To, yes. It was like the Astros. It's exactly. You're yeah. banging on drums and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, no, I'm fine. But I, I was happy because I was, you know, um, and people that are, people, millions of people live in AFib, just take medication and stuff. And okay. they try to put you back into, into rhythm and, um, you know. I got rhythm. I'm an old white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, I'm an old white guy. I've got no rhythm. <laughs> I absolutely none. I, Hood's told me that for decades, man. Hood's told me that yeah, forever. What's the uh, the old dance, the uh, white man overbite? Yes. Yeah, that's, I know I, the dance floor. I went to a wedding last Saturday. My girlfriend says we're going to dance. I said, I dance like Jed Clampett. <laughs> I said, that's the way I look on the dance floor. I said, you don't want me on the dance floor. TV reference. Yes. Reference, yeah. You don't. Well, if you've seen The Wizard of Oz, the guy that played was supposed to play the Tin Man. Yeah. And didn't because he got, he was allergic to the to the paint, the tin or the uh, silver paint. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. He couldn't do it, so they had to find somebody else to do it. Texas tea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it was so much. It was so much fun to watch. I had my brothers and sisters, my girlfriend come over, watch to the watch whole the game. A-fib? Yeah, to watch the AFib, <laughs> just to keep an eye on me. No, to watch to watch the Field of Dreams game, and I, we were just talking and and. People were getting on me the other day because I was talking about how bad the balls and strikes were late in the game. Yeah. Because, you know, you saw Kopak and you saw Kimbrell. Kimbrell was walking off the mound. He thought he had a strikeout. And it's like he turns and it's like, oh, I guess that wasn't. Um, and they didn't have the box. They didn't have the K zone. And that's one of our one of our uh, poll questions uh, at ESPN 1000 on Twitter is, did you miss the K zone box on the Field of Dreams game? I, I can honestly say I missed it at the beginning, then forgot about it until Kopech got a pitch where it came back. It came back it was, in. But, you know, they, it was close. They did show it eventually, and it was off the off, yeah. just off. It was pretty close. Yeah. Okay, but, and then Kimbrell's too. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, I said to you when we were talking about this before the game, you, you, 
you weren't going to get th- thrown out of that game. I mean, I, I don't know if the umpires talked about this, but it seemed like they gave a lot of leeway because of the whole event, the atmosphere, the vibe, and everything right. else. Because when Kopech did the the arms out, yeah. okay, maybe he gets away with that once. But then when he was walking after the getting pulled, he yeah. was drawn all the way back to the dugout. A lot of guys are going to give you the heave hole sure. just to get you the fine money right there. Yeah. And then Kimbrell got, yeah, I mean, so, but I, the, the the whole vibe of the thing was so positive. I don't know that the, the home plate umpire wanted to be the guy starting to throw people out. Well, the other thing you said to me, that which made sense, because they had graphics that looked like older graphics. I, I love the graphics. I thought they were very cool, where every time there was another pitch, it looked like there was, it was being replaced with another right. placard, like right. a, like Wrigley Field's old scoreboard. Right. Okay, Although they, They've given away all those numbers to, to people. Like, right? here's a two, you wore the two, we give it the, I don't know if the scoreboard has any of those They're numbers. giving Arietta some. Oh, they're giving him something. <laughs> they're going to give him his ER, his Swift ERA Putin. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they're going to completely run By out of numbers. By the way, numbers. if you had uh, eight eight five five, uh, <laughs> play that in the lotto today because that's the Cubs ERA in the last twelve games. Is it really eight point five five? I mean, it, it's. I know it's a long time ago before the the last rebuild, and Jed says don't call this a rebuild. But what what? I mean, I got a lot of words to call it. Yeah. But come on, this is. It's so hard to watch. I, I had it. I was in. The, I was listening to it on the radio, but I I wasn't going to turn it on. Usually, I DVR the game so in case right. I miss anything. But to this point, it's like the way they're playing. They've lost nine straight, and they have been they they got outscored in four games by twenty eight runs by the Brewers. Now you know the Brewers coming in were hot, and they wanted to stay on top because the Reds are charging a little bit. You know they yeah. got some. They got they're they getting started some pitching. out hotter than anybody yeah. in baseball the first two three weeks. Right. 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 And now, and then they've settled way back down, I mean, well down, and now they're getting a little hot. Oh, breaking news. Um, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. If you're fading the Cubs on your uh, sports book apps. You're doing well. Or right? out at Hawthorne, whatever. Yeah. I mean, especially mid-game, like yesterday, when they put a four spot up. Sure. If you bet against them in-game while they got a healthy lead like that, you're, you're cashing. Because even in the second inning, you're thinking, you know, way too soon to put this one in the Cubs W column the way right. they're playing. And guess what? Whew. Yeah, it certainly was. That I inning. Mean, they had a 2-1 lead. Then they had a 4-1 lead. Yep. And then Miami hit them with 11. 11 runs. An 11-run second I inning. This. I love this. Here, here's what they did. They sent, what, 14 players to the to the plate in that inning? I think so. I've got the thing in the Sun-Times here. Single. Infield single walk. Grand slam. There goes one over the fence. Ground yep. out, single, single, walk, two-run double, hit-by-pitch, run-scoring hit-by-pitch, run-scoring pass ball, three-run, home run, strikeout. How'd that get in there? And a uh, fielder's choice ground out. Wow. Yeah, that was a lot your yesterday. Your bed. Yeah. And so if you're a Cub fan and you're watching these games, still let us know. 312-332-3776. But again, we'll talk about the Field of Dreams game because there's a lot of stuff that went on in that game. And... I don't remember them saying where the wind was blowing during the game, but everybody seemed to be going to right field. Right. Sebi Zavala goes to right field. How about field. that? He yeah. I mean, like, who doesn't belong in this group? You know, Aaron Judge yes. and Stanton and all these guys, yeah, right? Eloy I mean, and Abreu. Eloy, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Who doesn't belong is definitely Sebi Zavala. But, and if it wasn't for him taking that walk. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it was... Uh, you know, Britain's Britain's throwing and John Smoltz. We we've heard and we'll play it again later on the uh, the call from Len Casper. But John Smoltz before the first pitch says this is a perfect setup for Tim Anderson because Zach Britton's a low fastball guy 
and Tim Anderson's going to be looking for it, and he did. Oh man! And he just put he just knocked it out, and it was unbelievable. And I'm the idiot. I'm watching the game with, you know, like I said, my brothers and my girlfriend. And when the game when the balls hit, maybe it's just because the game wasn't a guaranteed rate or something. After Anderson hits the ball, I'm saying to myself, "Well, who's going to pitch for now?" Then when the next half inning, my sister looks at me. She goes, "The game's over. Walk off. What's wrong yeah. with you?" And I said, Light oh, up, I'm sorry. DJ said, I, and yeah. I wasn't drinking or anything. No. No, maybe it was the after effects of being shocked. I don't yeah. know. But and it was so weird, but he just hit the ball out. And it, I'm not sure what the thing means when he's shaking his hands. About, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Someone said it means it's over. Okay. And that could be. Yeah. I, I thought I was reading his lips a little bit saying it's over. He was trying to tell you because you were worried about who's coming in to pitch. Yeah, I, I think he was. Right, well, it's over. I knew that Kimbrell was out there already, and I knew that uh, Hendricks was out there already. So, by the I, way, is that just six days rest? Are you chalking that one up to, to the rough outing for Hendricks that it was he was on long rest and at the time they were and, like he's going to get in he was going to yeah. get in there no matter right, right. If, if they're up four runs or not or sure. whatever he was just going to he needed the work yeah well next thing you know yeah old Jed's a millionaire yeah and Lynn, Lynn pitched what pitched well I mean when when Lynn knew, when the ball was hit for a homer Lynn knew it. You know, yeah. when he was pitching, as soon as he threw the pitch, his head just went down. Said, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that one's out. But it was a fun game. You want to talk about it? 312-332-3776. Friend Brian Hubner and Hanley here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. So the White Sox and Yankees are back at it tonight. I'll be interested to see uh, if the game's close, who comes in in the uh, eighth and or ninth innings today for the Sox. And um, I didn't know. Maybe they said it during the game. Again, I had people over. My sister, I love my sister. She would do anything for anybody. She talks a lot. And she's talking <laughs> throughout the entire game. So I didn't hear John Smoltz as much as I heard my sister. Right. So I, I didn't know that Chapman. But she Chapman, did tell you, hey, Fred, the game's over. Yeah, she did she tell did me, give that. me She clued you in on that. I didn't know that Chapman wasn't in the bullpen. So as I'm watching the game, I'm going, damn, Chapman's coming in. Right. They're not going to hit yeah, him. lights out, yeah. And they, unless Andrew Vaughn's going to go deep off him like he did at Yankee Stadium. And... um then they brought in Britain. I'm going, well, this is good. And then I realized that Chapman was hurt and he couldn't couldn't pitch. And that's that was definitely a positive. Did you see the um oh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but the actor um who's from NYPD Blue and he's a big Yankee fan. I'll see if I can have Sean pull this, but it's unbelievable. He did a, a video. I used to love that show. I didn't know who who were Yankee fans. The younger fans guy, were. younger guy, um uh Italian um Curly hair, Italian, Hispanic, I think. I can't remember his name. Okay. But he's doing this whole thing, and he's so excited. He goes, yeah, we needed this. He's going on and yeah. swearing and stuff like yeah. that. And then there's a little thing that pops up. He goes, a few seconds later. And he's just yelling. Never going, mind. How many times is this going to happen? Yeah. This is ridiculous. This team goes on. And he's swearing and everything else like that. It was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. So much fun. Um, um, because, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I would go to the Yankee games and I'm talking growing up, like in the 60s, 60s, uh, mid to late 60s, Sox never beat the Yankees. No. You know, it was like, you know, Sox are playing the Yankees. I go, Do we have to go to that? There's two games I don't want. I don't want to see the Sox play the Yankees. I don't want to see the Sox face Burt Blylevin. I go, they could never hit Burt <laughs> Blylevin. It's like the guy was, he would, just, he would, they could never beat him. And, well, um, I remember what a big deal was when the Yankees came to Wrigley Field yes. for the first time. Yep. 
Roger Clements and his yellow hair. We had and, Clements against Wood. Yeah, and I didn't know at the time, you know, that Roger was being, you know, praised for his workout. You know, he and uh, Andy, what's the name? They were they, they were men's Pettit. health. Yeah, Andy Pettit. Yeah, 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 the men's health. And look at the workout for the 42-year-old. Well, it turned out, you know, maybe he had some Flintstone vitamins, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I was at that I was at what, that game. It was a Saturday afternoon game, I want to say, Clemens. And, uh, yeah, I, I was covering that series. So I was covering the Yankees side of it. So it was interesting to see and just see all the hype around there. Yeah, and, yeah. It was, it was funny. You want to talk about it? 312-332-3776. Sox go against the Yankees tonight. It'll be Jameson Tyon going against Dylan Cease, a uh, 6-10 first pitch. Uh, we've got the pregame at 5.30. White Sox weekly, as always, two hours before the uh, Saturday pregame, and that will be at 3.30 this evening. Let's go to the phones. Our guy in Evanston, John. John, what's happening today? Hey, guys. Uh, two thoughts, one on each team real quick. Um, as far as the Cubs go, you're seeing exactly what I predicted you would see. I mean, this this ball club, uh, you know, it's going to take a couple of years to get what they've done straightened out now and back in the competitive mode. As far as the, the Sox go, you know, something struck me the other night. You know, Kimbrell's been the only guy they've used in the eighth inning since he's gotten here. I'd love to see Bummer get back in the eighth. I mean, he's He's got electric stuff, and, and he's used to pitching in the eighth be, before they get to Hendricks. And, you know, if that's going to happen, maybe what you want to do is use Kimbrell in the ninth that night and, you know, alternate the two closers and try to get them in more games because, you know, Kimbrell and Hendricks need to see more action than once every six days. But as far as, like I said, as far as the eighth inning goes, I Bummer has got such good stuff, especially against lefties. But he, he's not bad against righties. And I'd, I'd like if if you want to give Kimbrell maybe the night off, get Bummer in there in the eighth, and uh, uh, you know then you got a lefty righty in the eighth, and you you can alternate Kimbrell and 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 Hendricks in the ninth, and you know I think you're better off with for the time being with Bummer in the eight. John, appreciate the call. The one thing about Aaron Bummer, and he's driven me crazy all year I know. long. When he was coming in yes, the oh. other day on the Field Dreams game, I was almost texting again. Yeah. Nervous? All year long. he's been, And you know what he is? If the batter at the home at home plate is patient, he'll walk you. Yeah. He's going to walk you because his pitch is so good, It doesn't. it's not in the strike zone. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have noticed and realized that when you're pitching, you don't have to throw strikes to get people out. Right. You know, especially if Javi was at the plate. Okay, he just throws sliders down and away, and it happens. He used to be – remember Soriano was the same oh, way. Oh, absolutely was. Soriano was absolutely. the exact same way as yeah. Javi. Yeah. You throw him with sliders down and away, and One, it happens. One, two, three, see you later. And uh, the White Sox swinging a lot of pitches. The right-handers swinging a lot of pitches low and inside. They're constantly swinging low and inside. Abreu does it. Vaughn did it. They they strike out. When they hit the skids, they're swinging at guys. But Bummer does that a lot. And Bummer, he won't throw strikes. But people are swinging at his stuff because it looks so good and it moves so well. And so I understand, you know, if Bummer can start pitching like this again and guys, he gets guys to swing at his stuff, yeah, he's a good but guy to have. But the bigger picture, and, and Tony La Russa addressed it right out, you know, no quarterback controversy. Right. And and both guys, uh, Kimbrell and, and Hendricks, both say no egos. You heard all during the in-game interview, we're good. We both talked about it. They've got the T-shirts, the ponytail gang, the whole bit. Everyone seemingly is on the same page. Right. That said, I thought Kimbrell at the trade was pitching better than Hendricks. Now, again, six days rest, 
a rough outing for Hendricks. But the, the whole idea, it's going to be situational, and I don't know, Jeff Passon weighed in on it. Guys like their routines, and guys like to know, they ask they them during the interview, when do you, you know, Hendricks, when the phone rings. Right. Other guys, like three innings beforehand, start mentally, okay, are doing their stretches, yeah. whatever they're doing. They have a routine when they know they're coming in the ninth or, or suspect they're coming in the ninth. So, so it's great that everyone's seeming, you know, I'm a team guy and no egos here. That's all wonderful. But at some point, I don't know if this gets a little too complicated to handle or to manage. And that's going to be up to Ethan Katz and Tony LaRusso. Yeah. And, and Ethan Katz, by the way, when you and I talked about it earlier when we were in the, um, the IDOT bullpen. And don't forget, uh, driving responsibly in construction and work zones really is a matter of life or death. Learn more online or through social media at lifeordeathillinois.com. When uh, Kopech was having the mini meltdown because of the heat, someone's got to go out and talk to him. Absolutely. Either, uh, you know. You see, he's, he's getting up to high simmer, right? Yeah. And and look, emotions are, are high anyway coming into that game right. because of the whole atmosphere. And it was interesting when guys like Tim Anderson said, I never saw the movie. I'll be honest, I never saw it. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, Daryl Van Schouwen or, or Scott Merkin, I think it was Scott, said that, texted or tweeted out that, you know, be honest, guys were just kind of matter-of-fact about it or like, okay, right. we're going to play a game in Iowa. It's just another game and it's a road game, whatever. And once they got there, the whole vibe changed, the sure. whole attitude changed, the focus changed, the energy changed. And so when he comes in a game like that, you know, you could see he was if, if things weren't going his way with in the strike zone wasn't going his way right right before ball four there where he yeah. just completely lost focus and 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 concentration and you knew that was coming yeah if I knew that was coming we all did I think. then you know yeah. the, the cats the catcher somebody's got to go out there and say hey okay we can still get him we're one pitch from you know right but ball four came and then he really lost it yeah. Yeah, and it's and it, I was surprised that he didn't get out there. They have to. I am eager. We're going to hear from Jeff Passan. He was out with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday talking about the uh, ninth inning closure. We'll hear from him in a little bit. Let's go to Payless Heights and George. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, George. Hey, two observations on the game, which was the best I've seen in my 78 years. Wow. Uh, the um, If anybody noticed or could play it back, they build a barn out there, and they painted it black for the – backdrop and it just fit in so nicely i didn't even notice it until somebody showed me on a replay last night how they did that so if you have a chance look at how they built that barn and made it the black uh backdrop for the players and second of all and this was called to my attention that in the movie and uh at the game shoeless joe was a left-hander yeah and they used a you guys knew that, okay. But I, I never knew that, and I've watched the movie several times. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Good luck with the heart. Thanks, George. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's one of the, the one of the only things that people criticize, one of the several things, I guess, when the movie came out, is Shoeless Joe was a left-handed hitter. Right. And, you know, Ray Liotta wasn't. And uh, But other than that, but did you hear the I stat? thought the movie went too long. I told you this last week. Yeah. I, I thought they could have trimmed a half hour off of it. Uh-huh. But you didn't like all the driving through the. It, it, it was a long drive. I don't like I don't like driving long way, and I yeah. felt like I was in the car, and like let me out. I want to stop at Culver's and get some curds. They wanted you to realize how far Dyersville, Iowa, was from yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I think they did. But the one stat, and I heard it on uh, MLB uh, Central, then I read it in some of the articles too. But the walk off homer by Tim Anderson was the White Sox' fifteenth walk off homer over the Yankees. Yeah. And the very first walk-off homer against the Yankees was Shoeless Joe Jackson in 1919. 
That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty amazing. My my favorite shot of the whole game, and there were a ton of them. They, I mean, the, the hot air balloon, whoever had the idea to go up there and right. want you to take it all in, smart. Just stay away from the electrical wires. Yeah. Um, the drones were amazing. The drones flying around. Yeah. I mean, going through the window and all that. My favorite shot, and it wasn't White Sox fans probably didn't find it as a favorite shot, the ground-level camera. I mean, looking at... Uh, uh, at the hitters, or yeah, yeah, up in the sky. So he had the purple sky. So okay. it was Aaron, yeah, on the on the home run, yeah. But they had like at the camera was outside the batter's box, looking at him up, and because you didn't have a, an upper deck, right? Here, you just saw a beautiful sky, yeah. And it was a purple sky. I mean, the weather couldn't have been better for no. That, it was right? absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it, it was a little humid, and we'll find out exactly. Yeah, and so why when Judge it was had that, humid. I think it was his first home run. It was just as beautiful. You could have like if if you took a po- uh, a picture of that, you could have made a painting out of it. Yeah, right? it was just perfect. Yeah, it, it was it was gorgeous. I thought the whole night was perfect. And baseball has done a lot of things wrong. Yes. I think this was one of, the, one of the best things baseball's done for itself. We go to Highland Park and Daniel. You're on ESPN 1000 with friend Brian. What's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm not like that old 78-year-old who just called. I'm only 77. Youngster. And, there you go. And most, yeah. And most of my life, I thought the umpires have done fairly well in calling strikes. But the last year, three years, especially this year, I've noticed how badly they're doing that. I don't know why they can't train them better. I've understood, I've heard it a number of times, but in Japan, they almost like automatic. They're like machines. <clears throat> and they know the strike zone and keep it. And so I'm getting more and more for an electronic one and do away with the ump, unfortunately. Let, yeah. me, let me ask, Fred. We hear, you know, I, I remember uh, Chris Basio telling me that uh, Darvish had six different <clears throat> fastballs. Yeah. And, and now you got guys coming in 103 miles an hour, and it's almost routine, right? right. I mean, when a guy doesn't throw 98 to 102, he, you know, Kyle Hendricks is an anomaly, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not the big power... But you have the guys, so you're talking about bummers movement and everything else. Is it because the, the players have developed physically and developed in, in their toolbox as much? It's not, you know, curveball, fastball, right. slider, and that's it. Or whatever. I wonder if, if the umpires just can't keep up with the, the, the pitches they're seeing. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. What do you think, Daniel? Well, then let's get electronic in because we've got to get it uniform it's just not correct to do it the other way and then because you never know the pitcher doesn't know the batter doesn't know then let's do electronic electronically if they can't keep up uh with other humans daniel appreciate the call i i i think uh, the one thing is and i know that it's impossible for a fastball to rise right okay everybody says a rising fastball it's not a rising fastball it's just a fastball that doesn't sink and it stays high and things like that. And maybe the umpires, because of what you said, the pitchers are getting the ball to do all kinds of strange things. The umpires are missing out. Yeah. Okay. And because you saw some of Kopech's pitches, some of Kopech's pitches were on the outside part of the, He's throwing right-handed. They were on the outside part of the plate and coming back. Yep. It's like, okay, that's a tough call. It's a real tough call to make because you see it on the outside. The umpire sees it there, and he goes, it's going to be outside. But by the time it gets there, it hits the corner or it hits yeah, the side or it, just, it hits yeah. the black yep. and things like that. And it's very difficult, I think, for them to do it. That's the reason I've always said that I wanted the, the automated strike zone. It's coming, and we've talked about it. The umpire's union is not opposed to it, which is surprising to me. But if that's the case, it'll, come, it'll get here sooner than yeah. it might have been otherwise. Yeah, and the one thing is that... In years past, it would be a situation where you might see a bad call here or there or here. Now, every single game, 
you see bad calls. On both sides. I usually, when both, both dugouts are barking, yeah. and, and that used to be you know unusual. One side seemingly thought they were getting the raw end of it. Yeah. But now every half inning, the other dugout's chance to start yelling, hey, where was right. that? Yeah. Right. If you're a Sox fan, who do you see as Tony LaRusso's guy down the stretch as the closer? Does he have to make up his mind with Kimbrell or Hendricks? Jeff Passan from ESPN had an opinion. We'll hear from that when we come back. Also, uh, it was a little humid, and you may have heard the term before, corn sweat. Um, if you haven't, we'll play it for you when we come back after this on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter. At ESPN 1000. Different fireworks. I was what? As soon as they lit it up, and I'm saying, is that safe with all the corn out there? We've had a lot of rain. Uh, well, the corn sweat would take care of that. You would think so. Yeah, maybe and, it would. And you saw people eating that, and they're like, "Well, there's feed corn, you know. Yeah, that's feed corn. That's not going to be your sweet corn that you're serving up, you know. I know. Off I hope- the grill or just boiling for. By the way, I found this out a week or so ago. I used to boil corn. I usually always do it on the grill in the summer, right? Right. But. As if you're in a hurry, whatever. Seven minutes after you boil the water, you put it in for like seven minutes. They're like three minutes, two minutes, three if you have a lot of years of corn in the pot. Okay, you're just you're boiling the taste right out and the sweetness right out. No more than two minutes. That supposedly experts say this, right? Yeah. I, I so I, I'm going to start doing that. Didn't they say for some reason? I remember people used to boil it with milk in the water. You yeah, put some milk I, in I the water. I'm not I did sure that why it was. And yeah, I and and um, yeah. I, I, I'm okay. I like. I know. I'm an American. I like corn when it's already off the off the cob. Yeah. It was. It was cool. I. I, I don't. Was it MLB Central or uh, MLB Network or Fox? It might have been the Fox pregame when they were talking about how the guys like their corn, and a lot of guys said cream corn. A lot of guys said corn on the cob. Cream and corn. That's old school. It is like a casserole. A cream corn casserole. Well, I, I just like you know the cream corn as opposed to the. Um, you know, just kernel corn. Yeah, right. yeah, so you get the cream corn. I always mixed my cream corn with my mashed potatoes. Okay. I just mixed yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. It's actually good. Yeah. Um, but then they started mentioning cornbread. And, yeah, I mean, last, yeah, I, my I mean, guy Jimmy Bano said heaven oh, on seven. They oh, make the jalapeno cornbread. Oh, right. Anytime good barbecue place with yes. good cornbread. Yeah. yeah. And then cornbread's great. I never even thought of that when people thought about how you eat the corn. But they have the Mexican corn. Street which, corn is unbelievable. Yeah. That, they, I mean, they have the street corn on the cob. Elote. Right. Yeah. And it's like with a little bit of mayo. With, a lot of people don't like mayo. Spice, fine. Yeah, and the spices on top. But oh, you, my but God. Back to your point about the fireworks, I was like, I didn't know if they were going to have them. Yeah. 
Yeah, certainly an M for all the home runs, but after the game. But, yeah, it was a perfect touch. And, by the way, Joe Buck, I mean, that, that you let natural sound play out there. Yeah, you you, don't, you just let the scene speak for itself. Right, right. Well, I mean, on TV, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, right. he does a great job. I People, a lot of people don't like Joe Buck. A lot of Cub fans don't like Joe Buck. Yeah, I liked his dad a lot better. Yeah, the, the one thing about Joe Buck, I like him better doing baseball. I think in football, he just says, well, the third and fourth. What do you think, Troy? And yeah. he just sits back. Yeah. It's like, and, yeah. you know, I just don't think he – I'm sure he does his homework, but I don't think he has to work as hard for football as he does for baseball. And I, in baseball, you need more filler time. And I don't mind Joe Buck's filler. I mean, he's he's been around forever. Yeah. I kind of like it. As Boog Shambi's finding out with the Cubs, you need a lot of filler with you, J.D. You need a ton. That's why you're you the third bring guy. Your, you better bring your A game every day because, you know, the the – the the visuals aren't selling this product. You yeah. need to. You better be uh, some witty banter. Well, and that's that's why it's nice to have Ryan Dempster every once in a while. He'll give you he'll give you the you know the attempted witty banter. I haven't watched his talk show because I haven't either. Yeah, it's on Marquee. And I didn't. Sometimes you turn to Marquee and you're getting you get, other stuff. And now you're getting Cub games. Are I'd love to see what those ratings are looking like because I I saw a story that regional sports networks MLB the White Sox are up like 130 percent. Right. So there are some teams that. Surprisingly, are the, some are carrying that you wouldn't expect. They're not having particularly good seasons, but sure. the Cubs' ratings are dragging the, the the entire league down right now. Because, and, and brings us to one of our Twitter poll questions: Because it's my favorite time since the last rebuild when you could go to StubHub, which I guess is the official partner for the Cubs ticket you okay. know, resale tickets. Back in the day, you could get a ticket on StubHub for less than going to the theater to watch a movie, right? Sure. So now for the August 23rd uh, game against the Rockies, I see you can sit upper deck in what used to be the grandstand for as low as six bucks. Okay. So now you're to the point, like back in the day, where the fees are more than the actual whoever's selling right. reselling their ticket. They're just right. trying to get six bucks for whoever they paid for it, 25. I mean, they're just trying to cut their losses. So the, the Twitter poll question at ESPN 1000, um, would you pay that to watch this team? Six bucks plus the fees. Yes, no, you couldn't pay me six bucks to watch this. <laughs> Some people still like going to Wrigley Field. Uh-huh. And that's that's fine. If you just like going to a baseball game and sitting there watching baseball, that's fine. If you, There are a lot of times when I was a White Sox fan, you'd go to see the other team. Even though you're a fan Absolutely. of the White Sox, you'd want to see the other guy come into town. And it wasn't to see him struggle. It was just to see him because he was a great player. And, you know, and you would do that sometimes. I don't know if that happens as much anymore. Like if the Padres came to town or there's going to be a lot of Yankee fans at Guaranteed Rate Field the next two days. Sure. Because there always are. There's Yankee fans. And the White Sox are in first place and going to be in the postseason. You look at the Cubs schedule. They're getting a whole lot of Kansas City, Pittsburgh. You know, interesting to your point, the Brewers, they are huge sections of open seats during that, you know, that, that. Homestand owns. You would have thought that would have been sold out earlier, right. or sold or, earlier. Or certainly, and pe- so people chose not to go if they bought those tickets. Because, right. I mean, even the White Sox series, the the converted seats behind home plate, where I saw Chelly sitting right behind in the first row. Yeah. Um, those are all club seats, the underground club, and so they have the vendors come by with all the free food and drink and all that. So, I mean. Behind home plate, there were like during the White Sox Cubs series, there was twelve rows of mostly empty seats. Right. So, those tickets might be sold, and they're announcing attendance in the thirty thousand range, or plus. But I mean, you're watching these games on TV, not so yeah. much showing up. No, they're not there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. 
So we'll, we'll hear from Jeff Passon on the Kimbrel and Hendricks thing. But there were eight home runs hit the other day, okay? Sebi Zavala hit one. You had Tim Anderson, the walk-off. Uh, Abreu, you almost had another one. Uh, you had Eloy hit one. He almost hit another one. Uh, Judge just pounded oh. two. And, you know, he's such a big man. Stanton and, had one too, right? Yeah, yeah. Stanton had that big one. Uh, the one that gave the yeah. Yankees the lead in the ninth inning. So there's a guy named Phil DeCastro. He does weather in Iowa. And they were asking him after the game. Now, he's a, he's a weather guy because later in the thing he says, what were there, five or six homers? So he was focusing on the weather. He, didn't, he, he had the game on, I'm sure, in Iowa. But they explained that he talked about why the ball was flying out of the yard at the Field of Dreams. Joining us now is Fox 11 meteorologist Phil DeCastro. Phil, the ball is flying in Iowa tonight. Can you oh, give yeah. the viewers an explanation flying. for why that's happening? Flying all over the place. It's because of corn sweat. And I'm not even kidding. So corn sweat, that's right, Michelle. There is a phenomenon where the corn fields that are in the corn belt in the United States, they evapotranspirate, which basically means they release water into the atmosphere uh, as part of their growth cycle. So what happens is when you're in the middle of these corn fields, you get extremely, extremely, extremely humid air, like right down near the surface. The other side effect is that, as they always say, like, as the summer goes on, like, the ball starts flying out of the park, yada, yada, yada. A lot of that's because of the humidity, and the hot, humid air is actually less dense than the cooler air earlier in the season. So that also helps to allow the ball to fly out of the park. So what you got is an extremely humid night in Iowa, and I would bet anything that the fact that it's so humid in that cornfield has a lot to do with the fact that that, those, how many home runs were there? Like, five, six? So like, that's why this game is drunk. I think I think so. It's Thumbs all about it's drunk on corn sweat. A minute and fifteen. That is your answer, Phil. Do yep. you want to become the official meteorologist corn for sweat. Major League Baseball? Yeah, absolutely. I'll talk about corn sweat all day long. Oh, the the, the greatness of uh, Iowa TV. <laughs> corn sweat. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, and what he said was interesting, and I didn't know till years ago that humid weather, you would think, oh, it's heavy, it's humid. No. The ball Opposite. flies. Yeah. It's the ball not goes. as dense. Yeah. And I said this uh, to you during the uh, our talks in the IDOT bullpen that I remember you and Murph talking about this, and you had some expert on. Yeah. And I was in the car, wherever it was, but it. it Weird things stick with me. This one stuck with me. Sure. And now, when you have in, when you have uh, legalized sports gambling, I you, you had this discussion, and that expert came on, and told you, balls fly out much more easily with, uh, with the humidity. With high humidity. humidity. And so, I whenever I can, if you're betting totals, you better take that into account, or I do anyway. Sure. Now, I didn't see the total on the Field of Dreams game, and I didn't bet it. I just turned it on for the pregame and all that, and, and got caught up in the. I'm in, sure it had to be under seventeen. I would think. I would think. But Corn Sweat, by yeah. the way, great band if you see him live. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, that, that, but I always remembered that conversation you and Murph had. Yeah. Uh, you see, Miss a little, miss a lot. I did not miss that, and I still remember it. And I always think, because when I used to watch the games, uh, you know, the Dodger games and things like that, I'd always say, well, you know, if it's a human night in L.A., it's going to be tougher to get the ball out at night. And I, that might have been one of the reasons we had the guy on. Uh-huh. Because he said, not necessarily. So I said, well, why is it they don't hit? He goes, well, it's not because of the humidity, he says, because the ball actually flies more in the humidity and in the humid weather. So, um, yeah, so there, there he goes, Phil DeCastro. You'll see him somewhere on your uh, local TV as soon as he moves out of Iowa.
Yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah, he was all over. Are, are there a bunch of corn fields around Great America Ballpark in Cincinnati? Because that's a launching pad, right? It is. I mean, yeah. Is it just humid in Ohio more because of all the rivers? There's a river right there, right? right. There? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, right on the side. And the same thing, I think, at PNC. Callers, hang in there. We'll get to you. We'll also hear from Jeff Passan. If you're a Sox fan, how do you want Tony La Russa to deal with Kimbrell and Hendricks? Uh, Kimbrell came in in the eighth. Hendricks the ninth, and it was uh, not pretty uh, as he gave up two two-run homers. Yankees took the lead the other day. The Sox and Yankees later on tonight. We've got it for you here as we do all White Sox baseball on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. We're going to talk some Bears in a little while, of course, because they open up the preseason today, and everybody will get their wish for the first preseason game. You'll get to see a lot of Justin Fields. Why is Andy Dalton taking three snaps? That's just the way it is, I guess. Three snaps. Just to reinforce the idea that anyone who thinks he's not the starter, he's starting this game. So, What if they get a first down? Does, does he come out after three snaps? They didn't, they didn't say a series. that. That you know, who know? I mean, yeah. Matt Nagy, and Matt Nagy wouldn't commit to how long just uh, Justin Fields is going to play. But he said, "Well, it, you know, definitely after the first half, you'll see him out there." So yeah, we'll they, and he said possibly even as late into the fourth quarter. And it's all based on, I think, you know how you know how their defense if their defense can stop Miami. I didn't know Akeem Hicks was as unhappy as he apparently is. Yeah, I guess he wants money. So just because my my guy Mongo would always say it, if Muffin Top would just get in shape well enough, he could stay out there for three three downs, not just come off the field. Yeah. Well, but, he's looking yeah. around. And how much is uh, Robert Quinn making? Okay, I need a little something. Well, too. I, and, and, and you know, to be honest, I would probably do the same Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And yeah. Khalil Mack, you know, yeah. he was good, you mm-hmm. know, but it wasn't worth what they, they no. traded for him. But, and, but by all accounts, he's having a really good camp, and we're going to see a much better Khalil Mack. But Akeem Hicks is like, I've been the heart and soul of this defense, and when, it comes, when it comes to the, the feeding line, I'm, I'm last here, right? Well, not Relatively the, speaking. The I mean, money I, line. no, that's what I meant. You know, when people getting, you know, a little taste of this, a little taste of that, where's mine? Let's go out to Willowbrook and Owen. Owen, what's happening this morning? Hey, guys. Well, before we get started, I like my corn popped. <laughs> okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. I had, I had, a, whole, I had a whole bag of uh, mix, like the Chicago mix. Oh, okay. The caramel and cheese. Can't beat that. You're not a Redenbacher guy? Nah, not really. <laughs> no. Not Jiffy? Much. Yeah. Jiffy. Smoke? I used to love Jiffy. Yeah. yeah. It was the best. With the fake butter? <laughs> So, it's, all, so, it's always fake. I, th- I think obviously there were a lot of homers, but I think one of the best bat- at bats of the night was Zubby Zavala coaxing coke- that walk after Absolutely. Noah Duca. And that kid has really had some nice at bats for the Sox this year. And I'm just wondering um, when Grandal comes back, and obviously they're going to expand roster in September, but what's all this mean for Collins? Is he done with the Sox? Boy, I mean, I don't, I don't think he'll be here. Yeah. Sean Davis and the other side of the glass doing a victory celebrating. Land. Yeah, the happy dance <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they, the pitchers love Zavala. He's a better defensive catcher than Collins is, and um, he's just shown that in crunch time he can actually get on base, draw a walk, and that's what Collins was supposed to do. Collins is a guy with his on base was supposed to be you know one of his big things. His on base is three sixteen. Zavala's actually is only three oh six, but uh, he hasn't played nearly as much. But that you're right, that walk was huge. Well, you brought it up a couple weeks ago. Gordon Beckham was making a joke about a guy like Zavala. Yeah, you know when the 
give him a sign to bunt or whatever. It's like he goes back to the dugout and says, thanks, Skip, because he didn't want to strike out. Right. right or whatever. Exactly. And then he had the three home run game. We talked about that morning. Yeah. Then he came out with the with his moment in the in the spotlight with three home runs. Yeah. But he, I mean, he looks like he's a keeper here. He's, Give him an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and appreciate the call. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Collins. And, and I'm not. I nobody has given a timeline yet on Grandal. They say he's doing this. He's doing this. He's doing that. Okay. Well, he's got a squat behind home plate. Mm-hmm. So with a leg injury, it's going to be tougher. I would think for any catcher. But you're not keeping three catchers, right? You can't. I, I can't imagine. No, you can't. No. Not with, I mean, and I know that when, and when September rolls around, you get to keep 28 guys, thank God, instead of 40, the way it used oh, good, to be. Oh, good, the Cubs have only used 59 players. We want to get over, to, we want to get to 70 if we can. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting there. Yeah. Let's help. go to Jefferson Park and Craig, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Craig. How you doing? Doing well. What's up? Hey, so I heard you talking about this corn sweat thing, you know, and I mean, I'm a golfer, right? And I go to Myrtle Beach. I've been out there many times. And like two years ago, we had a tropical storm remnants of it that kind of went through. It was super hot, humid, and, uh, it, you know, the effect on the ball is exactly opposite. You know, it doesn't fly. It's, it's hot, heavy air. It doesn't fly as far. So, like, if you normally use a 9-iron on a shot, you had to use an 8-iron. You know, you had to go one up on the iron. So I'm not sure about this guy talking about corn sweat or whatever that's about. I don't think that's true. I don't think Well, was there a lot of corn around Myrtle Beach? I don't remember. I mean, but the, the guy, no, you, no, no. You, and, you, Murph, had the guy on, and he, all, he told you humidity is... Yeah, the is, humidity, the ball the ball actually goes further in, the, in that area. Farther. Yeah, farther. You're right. <laughs> farther in that. And it, it may be the difference of the ball with yeah. the with the, you know... All the dimples in the uh, golf ball that might have an effect because with the baseball it just flies through it even more. It's a it's okay. a proven yeah it's a proven fact. I, yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, well, I don't know. I'm I'm heading down to Soldier Field right now. Can just watch the Bears play. Hopefully, uh, you know the ball's flying out of field's hands. And, uh, you know, <laughs> That'd be nice. Thanks. And, 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 and nowadays, some down there. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays, yeah. Craig, they actually have some guys that can catch it. I think so. That's a good thing. You no, know, you don't want the guy sitting next to you having corn sweat. No, because that makes uncomfortable for no. everybody. You would not want to have that at all. We go out to the roads out that I three fifty five and Pat's on ESPN one thousand. Hey, Pat. Good morning. I've moved on to eighty eight now. <laughs> Saturday traffic, thankfully. Uh, if I could digress for a second here. Uh, I was at the three-home run uh, Sevy game, which mm-hmm. prompted me to do some research. You know what his real name is without cheating? No. I, I would say Sebastian, it's, but... Yeah, you, well, it's his middle name. His real his, his first name is Bernardo. His middle name is Sebastian. So you got it. Very, okay. very well done. Very okay. cool. And then one thing for your producer, I want to apologize to him because back in May, I called the complaint of the diehard Sox fan about... Cubs talk on Waddle and Sylvie leading up to a Sox broadcast, and the breaking news at the time was that was that Jeff Passan was reporting that the Cubs were going to be buyers at the deadline. I guess that problem took care of itself. Help it did. They're they're ten and thirty one since the uh, that no hitter. Actually, ten and thirty two now since that combined no hitter. So, but the reason I was calling is the corn sweat. I'm sure it's a thing. My wife was at the game. She brought home some, some sweat. There's some sweat on it. <laughs> there you but go. I was thinking about this yesterday, and, you know, so guaranteed rate field, Wrigley Field, the upper decks kind of provide some shelter for, you know, the, the field conditions. But out there in Iowa, there was no upper deck, obviously, so they're basically playing in an open field, and I just feel like the balls were flying out a little bit due to that. 
Yeah, I, and I, we were talking about this. Thanks for the call. I, I I didn't notice, and I wasn't at the game, but I didn't even notice any flags to judge. No. Uh, the, the old thing at Wrigley Field is when the opposing team's bus pulls up, the first thing they do when they go off the bus is look Very to see, first, yeah. see what the flags are doing on the scoreboard right. before they even walk into the Wrigley Field to see if they're blowing out or blowing in, especially if they're pitching that day. I couldn't tell. I, I didn't think there was much of a breeze that night. No. It was a beautiful sky, as we said. Um, but, you know, I guess without any structure, the, if there was any kind of breeze, uh, nothing's knocking that down, right? Right. And, and the funny thing is, too, um, the Yankees hit a lot of home runs in New York because right field's so short. Right. It's like 318 down the line, okay? And um, every one of those homers would have been out anywhere. Yeah, these were legit dimensions. Every homer, yeah. every one. Yeah. <clears throat> the shortest one was probably Stanton's. Which just made it over the fence right. and a Braves line drive. Right, but other than that, the, they were all hit. Really, I mean, and judges, I thought it was going to hit that scoreboard, Ooh. which was quite a ways out there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I promise we come back. We'll hear the Jeff Passon on how the Sox are going to manage Kimbrel and Hendricks. He was out with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. We're going to get into a lot of football. We're here till noon. The Bears and the Dolphins kick off. Uh, at noon. So we'll be talking some Bears. Uh, Jeff Dickerson is going to join us around 11 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.